guys, welcome to my podcast, Millennial Pillow Talk. I am your host, Monique Esparza. Millennial Pillow Talk is a bi-weekly podcast centered around what it means to be a millennial in today's world. I am a Latina business owner and an expert in millennial influence. On this podcast, I discuss everything you can imagine, from deep conversations such as surviving sexual abuse, being a woman in the workplace, to lighthearted conversations such as dating and empowering millennials to be their authentic self. I have various guests on the show from different generations to share their experiences and wisdom to help us millennials while we're trying to figure out this game called life. Hey guys, welcome back to Millennial Pillow Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before we start, I wanted to thank everyone for listening to last week's podcast and reaching out to me and congratulating me, so everyone's love and support means a lot to me. It was really cute. My little cousin FaceTimed me, and she was so excited about the podcast. She was asking what I was going to be talking about next, and I said, oh, I think I'm going to be talking about dating, and I kid you not, her face changed drastically. And she said, don't you have to have a boyfriend in order to talk about dating? So I figured, who better to talk about my love life than with my mother? So welcome to the show, Yolanda. Hey, Mo. (laughs) So I have a few hot and juicy questions um, to ask my mom today. So for starters, how long have you and my father been married? This past October, we celebrated 30 years. 30 years. Wow. So you guys met at what age? Well, I was about four, and your dad was five. Our mothers actually met, and um, from there, our families became very close. Wow. What a great love story. (laughs) So what age did you guys start to have a crush on each other, would you say? Well, we definitely were young. We were in high school. His um, sisters were my best friend. So it wasn't an arranged marriage, (laughs) so despite people's um, jokes about it. But um, I would say in our teens was when we noticed each other's qualities Mm -hmm. and um, started talking more. And that's kind of how it started in our later teens. We knew we were still young, so we kind of went our separate ways, but eventually started talking again and started dating that's so funny. Um, when you said that, it reminded me when I was recently dating and the guy told me he needed to go find himself. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> he he knew he liked me. He knew that he wanted to, re- to start a relationship, get to know each other. But then at the same time, he had some goals that would require him to be single. Mm. So through some friends and... Um, the support from them, he realized that, yeah, there wasn't really... His goal wasn't something that included me in it at the time, so perhaps it was something that we could reach together later. (laughs) So at what age did you guys get married? Well, again, we were young. Um, Something I wouldn't encourage you or your brother to do, but (laughs) I was 20 and your dad was 21, so I wasn't even of legal age to drink. So did you guys get engaged then, like at 19? How long did you even date for then if you got married at 20? Um, Let's see. For officially dated for about a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then you guys, so like 19-ish, that's when you got engaged? 
Mm, yeah. Okay, and then married at 20. So now that you know what you know, what advice would you give to other millennials looking to get married in their early 20s? Don't do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> let yourself grow, figure out what you want. Um, it was challenging for us, but you know, you're, I would definitely not encourage it. You're, it's just still too young at that age. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much to do and to, to explore mm-hmm. and create your own likes and dislikes, figure out who you are first, um, before you actually commit into a relationship. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree i learned that your personality and brain don't fully develop until the age of 25 yeah you keep telling me that yeah so i'm waiting for you to turn 25 (laughs) something to look forward to but it's crazy because looking back at like what i liked at 18 and my likes and dislikes and what i like now like it really is true so if you're listening and you are 18 don't get married because probably in like five years you're not gonna even like the person Okay, you're going to have different goals and likes and dislikes. So just take my 24-year-old advice and don't get married. So with that being said, what age did you start our family at? Boy, so I got married at 20. I had your brother at 23, and I had you at 26. Okay, cool. So I'm definitely not on track to be at the same (laughs) rate as you were. So having a kid at 23, were you scared? Uh, what was your thought process when you found out? We didn't know what we were doing, but um, we had support from both our, our mothers and family. Um, I can remember the first diaper change for Jonathan. I think it took about an hour and a half because <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. It's on video, and I had my brother and your auntie laughing at me because <laughs> I did not know what I was doing. And his first bath, same thing. I had an audience, and they laughed because, again, you know, it was a learning experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you guys both survived. Us too. So what advice would you give out there to new parents? Um, really worked together um, as a team with your mate. It's a learning experience. It's just not the mother's responsibility, but the father. Have them also participate in raising the child. Uh-huh. And as to my understanding, my dad was working out of town, what, the first three months of my life? Um, yeah, I think you were a little bit older because um, you're right in that he did work out of town a lot. So that did put um, a lot of responsibility on me at the time. And again, support from the family really helped. But it really um, tugged at his heart when he was out of town and he came home and you cried mm-hmm. because you didn't recognize him. Mm-hmm. So we had to make some adjustments and he realized that what was important at the time was family. Mm-hmm. Nice. Now that my brother and I are both in our 20s and business owners, somebody had asked, how do you raise independent, strong children but still teach them core values and respect? Well, I think... We are strong believers that we have to set the example. Mm-hmm. Um, as your parents, uh, we have to have good morals. We have to be hard workers um, in order for you kids to instill that in you guys. I know you guys hated having chores, but at a very early age, you guys did chores around the house. Mm-hmm. Feed the animals, take out the trash, clean your rooms. You have stories. 
I know you and your brother joke about it, um, how perhaps strict you <laughs> felt we were, but it definitely helped. And that's mm-hmm. the same way with my childhood. You know, I felt, you know, my parents taught me those, um, having good work habits and it started early with chores. Mm-hmm. And I think today kids lack that. They don't give their children those responsibilities. Things are given to them, but they don't earn it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that that children are taught at a very young age to have responsibilities and to appreciate what they have. Mm -hmm. I remember after dinner, we would have to wash dishes and my brother would get out of that by gagging at the food that was left or us having to mow the lawn front and backyard in order to go out with our friends on Friday nights. Um, But yeah, I definitely agree with that. They have taught us to, well, they both are very hard workers, my parents. So after I turned 18, like, I knew I wanted to maintain my lifestyle, so that meant I have to work super hard. Um, So that is a really good quality that they did give my brother and I. So my brother moved to New York at 19, 19 and a half? 19. 19. And he met his now wife in New York. So when he, I remember when he told me about my sister-in-law, what were your thoughts? Like him being in another state meeting a girl. Give me your thought process on that. Um, I was a little shocked at first, um, but actually excited. I mean, as a, as a mom, you want your kids to be able to fall in love, to be able to find a mate. I mean, that's all the growing, the natural process. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad always has a phrase, you know, with the bird's nest, you know, you want your birds to, to be able to fly and to be able to leave the nest. Mm-hmm. You know, the nest, the birds don't come back. You don't make your nest bigger. You know, and as later on down the road, circumstances may change. Um, we may have to, you know, change things, but it's all part of the process. So when he told me, I was excited. I can remember he was actually coming home for your graduation, high school graduation. And um, you told me that he was going to invite some girls. And Dad and I thought, hmm, girls. <laughs> I wonder which one it is. So we were excited for him. You know, he was a little too young for me at the time. But again, your brother has always been more mature. Both you kids. Um, I object to that statement. Okay. I would like you to retract that. At times, both of you guys could act very mature. The audacity. (laughs) Oh, my God. You You are on my podcast. When you guys are together, <laughs> you guys act like you're five and four all over again. But you guys are very mature for your age. Okay, okay. You redeemed yourself with that comment. Um, okay, so I had brought around someone last year to meet the family. But when do you think is the right time um, for your child to bring around the person that they're dating? Because I feel like we have a very close family And opinions are um, very high. And it was, I mean, obviously we're a very open family and tell each other everything. So it was kind of hard to like draw the line between telling them everything and then kind of keeping him away. So I just brought him around the family. But when do you think is the right time for someone to bring around your... And I think that's the advantage that your brother had. He said he was in New York. Yeah. (laughs) And so he didn't bring her around until he knew. Mm -hmm. You know, it was something that he really wanted to pursue. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the advantage that he had. But because you're here, um, 
I think it puts it your past experience. It's something that you need to really be able to spend time and decide for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're right, we are a very open family. Um, we do give our opinions because we care. Mm-hmm. And it's not until um, you know for sure mm-hmm. that it's something that you want to be able to pursue another individual. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that I needed, um, I mean, I didn't need my family's validation, but I wanted to know their opinions on it from an outside perspective because I knew how I felt. But obviously, like, I respect the men in our family and the women, and I wanted to know their view on what they were seeing in. So, yeah, well, we tend to give, we can see things that perhaps you don't see. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think it it is important for us, and I appreciate that you do value our opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because it was crazy how I used to think, oh, I'm getting married at 18 and start a family. And I was like, when I turned 18, like, <laughs> and then I turned 21, I tried, I was like, mm, still not ready. And uh, 24, still not ready. So we'll see what 25 brings. Okay, so another question that was asked was, what is your favorite memory with me? And what do I do that irritates you? Let's see, my favorite memory was we were at the store and your brother loves animals. So you saw a card, it was mm-hmm. a gift card. A greeting card, excuse me, and it had a frog on it, mm. and maybe you can you will remember, mm-hmm. and it had it said "get well" on it. But you were so young, you didn't know you weren't didn't know how to read, <laughs> but you knew that you wanted to get that card for your brother. So you came home and you put a dollar in it, and. <laughs> You wrote, I love you. And that, I still have it. And I know I kept it for you. And I knew that then it, it told me what type of person you were going to be. And you are, you're a very generous and giving person. And I love you for that. So you dropped it. I was giving you money when I only had a dollar. <laughs> what is something that I do that irritates you? <laughs> Your decision making sometimes. <laughs> you don't think it through. So, but you definitely have uh, learned from your mistakes. Um, sometimes you just, as a parent, you just have to, no matter how much we try to warn you not to go that direction. Mm-hmm. But maybe you can recall some of the decisions that you've made that perhaps you've regretted oh yeah i'm definitely a um impulse decision maker i guess when i had broken up with a boyfriend i we were talking about this that normally girls go through this thing where they cut their hair which you didn't know right (laughs) i had no idea that's a thing like girls either cut their hair or they dye it or they get extensions like something drastic happens and that's how you know that the girl is done with this man So instead of doing something to my hair, I went out and bought a car and I didn't tell my parents I was buying a car. Like I told them like, Hey, I'm at the dealership. And they were like, what are you doing at the dealership? And I stayed all day at the dealership until I got this stinking car. So I came home and I was like, Hey, I bought a car. Not just any car. It had to be the top of the line (laughs) with all the gadgets. That's because my dad raised me like that because he always used to tell me, I'm going to make you so expensive that no man wants you. And it's true. Okay. (laughs) 
I am too dang expensive and now I have to buy my own stuff, <laughs> which I'm fine with. But I honestly look back and wish I just would have given myself a horrible haircut or like bleached my hair or something. It would have been way cheaper. But I really do love my car. So let that be a lesson to you ladies out there. Just do whatever you want. Okay. Pause. Pause before making a big decision and think about the outcome. Yeah. But then it was good to know, like, hey, I went out and bought myself a new car. Yeah. Yeah. So you can do what you want. Okay. Don't let no man tell you otherwise. <laughs> we were talking about that. I mean, I really do want to get into that next on women settling for men that they think that they deserve and. I just want everyone to know that only dust settles. Okay? And you are not dust. I am not dust, so I will not settle until my vision board guy tells me to. Okay? Oh, until you fall in love. And yeah. then you're willing to make those sacrifices. Yeah, I just don't think I'm there yet. <laughs> no, you're not. You're enjoying your signal list, and that's good. Yeah, I am. I really don't want to share anything with anyone right now. I'm really enjoying my selfish years. No. Yeah. Because... It is. It is a a, a sacrifice um, that sometimes you have to make, but at the end, you enjoy life with a partner. Yeah, I'm good. (laughs) And that's how I know I'm still not ready to get married. I put a a man on my vision board because I'm going to (laughs) manifest my husband. So if it comes true, I will let you guys know. So somebody asked during COVID-19... What are some of the best quarantine activities that you've been doing to stay entertained? Really? You decided to move the weekend (laughs) that the order was for us to stay at home. I didn't plan that. The governor shocked us all. I really didn't think that we were going to have to go on stay-at-home orders. Um, So let me just add that, okay? Yeah, but you can pursue it anyways, (laughs) which made things a little challenging, but that's what, honestly, what we've been busy with, you know, mm-hmm. um, getting you settled in, doing some activities at your house, mm-hmm. um, doing some DIYs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've enjoyed that. And we've also done some, you know, crafting, de- decluttering at the house, getting organized. I would also like to add that not even after a week I moved out, they turned my room into an office. That just reminded me right now. And then I went over the other day. It's an office slash gym slash... Craft room. Craft room slash... There was a bunch of co- yeah. bunch of Costco boxes in there. Thank you. Meanwhile, my brother's room is a beautiful guest room. <laughs> so, like, I'm not saying she has favorites, but, I mean, his it room is beautiful. <laughs> you just don't want me to leave. That's why you want to be in my room at all times. But have you really left? No, and I blame COVID-19, okay, because the grocery stores are ridiculous. My mom's meals are way better than mine. Like, now I understand why Jonathan comes over and he goes straight to your fridge. Because you guys always have better food than we have in our own fridges. See, and it's nice to be able to have the kids move because then they have their own responsibilities and they have appreciation. Mm -hmm. Appreciation for the small things like meals. Yeah. How do you feel about my brother? How do you feel about your children? totally like turning into little butterflies this year because Jonathan just came out with his keeping it juicy channel or keeping it juicy IGTV videos because that is totally out of character for him yeah it's actually I 
saw another side of your brother that I didn't even knew existed. You uh-huh. know, I've always um, appreciated him, but to be able to see the the videos and for him to see him enjoying cooking and the silly side of him, mm-hmm. um, I I know that his friends miss that and to be able to see that on video and to see his little smart, his smart comments or mm-hmm. his little jokes or his side effects you know that's him that's the silly part mm-hmm. in him. that's the little teenager in him and then here you are now with your podcast and doing what you enjoy doing talking like your father mm-hmm. I know it's crazy to think that like me and Jonathan both thought we were in careers that we liked and then we started doing other stuff, and I feel like our personalities have definitely came out. Like, Jonathan has always been into photography and videography, and he's been telling me, like, oh, you should make a cooking show. But then I didn't do it, and then he did it. But I'm like, see, you didn't want me to make one. You wanted to make one, so then, you know, we could do it together. But, yeah, I was shocked when he came out with this cooking video because it's literally his personality, but now for everyone to see who he really is. And then his baking. Oh, yeah, he's a great baker. I'm telling you, he needs to come out with his own YouTube channel. I think people would watch it. Yeah, so. it's been nice. It's been nice to be able to see you guys continue to grow mm-hmm. and grow as individuals. And I know that one day you will find your special someone. So. My vision board guy. <laughs> I'm telling you, once I find him, then I'm going to like take a picture of what I have on my vision board and show everybody. Alright guys, well thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and share with all of your millennial friends. So thank you so much Yolanda for... (laughs) I call her Yolanda. I just feel like it gets my point across better than calling her mom. So once again, thank you so much Yolanda for being my first um, guest on Millennial Pillow Talk. You're welcome, Mom. Love you. Love you too, Mom. All right. See you guys later.